This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, December 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Global food prices stabilize. Delinquencies down, lending up for farm loans. And two weeks to pass Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Global food prices stabilize. A measure of global food commodity costs remained largely unchanged in November, despite stronger prices for vegetable oils and for sugar. World prices for grains, meat, and dairy all ease during the month. That according to the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization's Food Price Index. The indexed average 135.7 during November, just slightly below the October level and only three-tenths of a point above the level of a year ago. The index for corn, for wheat, and for other grains fell by 1.3% in November, that due in part to the extension of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, which ensured that grains and oil seeds could continue to move out of Ukraine. Wheat prices fell 2.8% last month. Vegetable oil prices rose 2.3%, but dairy prices declined 1.2%, and FAO's index of meat prices was down nearly a percent, reflecting a drop in global beef prices. Now keep this in mind. Starvation and malnutrition worsened by drought, flooding, and war are severe in parts of the world. A new FAO report says the situation will only deteriorate without systemic improvements in the way farmers grow their food. The report, The Future of Food and Agriculture, lays out what needs to happen to transform farming systems to make them sustainable and better suited to survive severe disruptions. Many of the sustainable development goals are not on track and will only be achieved if agri-food systems are transformed properly to withstand ongoing global adversity that undermines food security and nutrition due to growing structural inequalities and also regional inequalities. That's according to FAO Director General Shudan Yu. Delinquencies down, lending up for farm loans, KC Fed finds. Delinquent farm loans in the third quarter reached an all-time low in the area covered by the Kansas City Fed, and that includes Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Wyoming, also 43 counties in western Missouri, and 14 counties in northern New Mexico. The latest quarterly report also found that farm real estate loans grew about 7% in the third quarter from the same quarter a year ago, while non-real estate loans were up 2%. The quick rise in farmland lending pushed real estate loan balances at those banks to historically high levels, and production loans continued to move towards the recent average, KC Fed economist Nathan Kaufman and Ty Creepman said in their report. Lending has grown alongside a sharp rise in interest rates, supporting an increase in the net interest margin and return on assets at agriculture banks for the second consecutive quarter, the economist said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this.
Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Simpson said it has two weeks to pass Farm Workforce Modernization Act. If the Senate does not pass the Farm Workforce Modernization Act in the next two weeks, it's not likely Congress will agree on H-2A reform in the next two years. That the word of Idaho Republican Representative Mike Simpson during a press call on Tuesday. Simpson, one of the authors of the House-approved bill, said the opportunity to pass it is narrowing, especially if the Senate makes any changes and sends it back to the House for clearance. He doesn't see it passing in the next couple of years that due to partisan gridlock. As Republicans take over the House, any bill that comes out of the House will be much more partisan and unable to pass in the Senate and will be right back and forth, Simpson said. This was a hard bill to come up with. There were some tough compromises in this bill, and I think the Senate needs to recognize that. Spain, Turkey, and China are the biggest ag importers from Ukraine. Spain, Turkey, and China are, so far, the biggest importers of Ukraine corn, wheat, vegetable oil, and other ag commodities from Ukraine since the country returned shipping from its Odessa ports. That's according to new data published by the consulting firm APK Inform. Spain imported more than 2.3 million tons from August 1 through December 1. Turkey imported more than 1.7 million, and China took in about 1.5 million. The overall total amount of Ukrainian ag exports since a safe corridor for ships was created under the United Nations Black Sea Grain Initiative and more than 12.4 million tons of ag commodities, that according to the data. Corn makes up the largest percentage of commodities shipped out of Ukraine, about 42%, while 29.5% is wheat. Take note, one of the reasons Spain is the largest importer of Ukrainian grain is the weather. Farmers throughout the European Union are suffering very hot and dry weather. It's taking a toll on crops and boosting the need for imports. Our, on a positive note, a surge in corn imports originating from Brazil and Ukraine with the recent four-month extension of the Black Sea Grain Initiative have increased predictability of the EU grain market balance, USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service said in an analysis. FAS also says total EU grain production for the 22-23 market a year is now expected to drop to 270 million metric tons That's an 8% decrease from a year ago. Ag Innovation Center grants available from USDA. U.S. Department of Agriculture's Rural Business Cooperative Service is making $8 million available to establish and operate agriculture innovation centers that will provide assistance to ag producers seeking to develop and market value-added products. The minimum award under the program is $600,000 and the maximum is a million. 
Matching funds are required for at least one-third of the total project budget. The application deadline is February 23rd, that according to the Federal Register notice today. Finally, here's today's She Said It. Democrats have really given middle America the middle finger. That's Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa responding to a question on Fox News Sunday about Democrats proposing to move their first-in-the-nation presidential nominating process from Iowa to South Carolina. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, December 5th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.